Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Deep Dive. It's Boxing Field time once again. It's me and it's Josh again. Not only have we looked at Man City's box midfield over the last couple of weeks, we've looked at Arsenal's box midfield over the last couple of weeks, and we get to look at Liverpool's box midfield over the over the weekends uh, against uh, against Arsenal. Josh, um, you're here for this one. This is your show today. Uh, Liverpool set up in that four three three formation, but they didn't stay in that four three three formation, did they? No, no, it was a surprise. Um... Obviously, we know Arsenal have been doing it recently uh, for most of the season. Actually, we know City have been doing it. And I just, I don't know about you, I did not I did not see it coming at all. No, because for me, when when we looked at how Liverpool dealt with Manchester City, and I think they did well in the first half, tactically. Uh, second half, it fell to pieces. When they were coming up against Arsenal, I expected them to do what they did against City. I think I sat here and said this to you last week and tackle it that way. Yeah. Now, normally when we've seen Trent take a midfielder's position we've actually kind of seen him here on the edge of the penalty area and that's Trent moving into midfield but it's completely different this time around wasn't it because we moved them into this situation and spread their sort of defenders out a bit more like that didn't we yeah yeah well but I've seen a few people on Twitter saying that Trent's been inverting for like 12 months 18 months and things like that he has he has but it's it's exclusively in in yeah. the, the opposition's half in the final third, really. Um, this is the first time that we've seen it really from Alisson, you know, from building the play. He moves over, tucks inside alongside Fabinho and forms a midfield too. Robertson tucks in alongside Virgil and Canate to form a back three. And there's your kind of like three-two shape at the back that you can build from. As a result of that, Henderson pushes up a little bit. Curtis Jones, it was on the day, pushes up a little bit. And you've got this kind of box midfield that we've been touching on as like a recurring theme for the past month. Um, Salah stays wide as usual. Um, was it Jota over here? Jota, it was Jota, yeah. Jota stays really wide. Um, but it was really interesting. And I, as I said, I didn't see it coming. And uh, it benefited certain players more than others. But yeah, I'm sure we're going to get into it. Yeah, I think one of the things... I, I read your article earlier on in the week, actually. I thought it was brilliant on it. And I think one of the things that I'd, I'd like to talk about, not to tread over your article too much, <laughs> um, but is Henderson's positioning and what that meant for Mo Salah. Yeah, well, th- that was kind of what I, what I shaped the article around, the fact that Salah, without me even realising at the time, was breaking records uh, in terms of like performance numbers. Salah, in the game... Posted his most shots ever in a Premier League game with nine. Ten of you include the penalty. Mm-hmm. He also posted his most touches in a Premier League game all season. 
and he t- he posted his joint most dribbles in a Premier League game. Did all he season. win any of them? None. <laughs> None. How many he was su- it? He succeeded with none of seven. Wow. Uh, which kind of I mean we fair, that Gabriel he was fair, up against yeah, them. Yeah, really, Gabriel, yeah, but he was one or two Rob Holdings in there and that. So we expect better from Mo there to be honest. But um, that th- those numbers kind of paint a picture as to like this was different than usual, and the reason it was different than usual is because obviously Trent is, is usually over there um, and you usually have that kind of thing going on and you can deal with Liverpool's right side kind of as usual, as as normal. Henderson would, would form these triangles with Salah over here. Trent would sometimes join in um, and Liverpool's 4-3-3 would work as it usually would on, a, on any normal day really. But because of what happened, because Trent's took an inside and consequently taking players with him and Henderson's coming inside here rather than staying on the flanks and things like that. Salah kind of had the whole of the right side to himself almost. And as a result of that, he kind of like had a lot of passing lanes in his direction. Canati's first pass was often just straight down the line to Salah. There was no kind of like building through the thirds and like that. Henderson found him often from here. Trent found him often. Virgil hit a few diagonals in his direction. So I suppose in terms of tactics and getting your player on the ball as much as you possibly can, sorry, your best player on the ball as much as you possibly can, it really definitely did that. Yeah. One of the things I want to talk to you about is, I don't know whether we should put the Arsenal players on the board for this, but why it worked against Arsenal, why specifically Mo Salah was able to get into that. Now, do you put it down to the fact that when out of possession, Arsenal go man-to-man? Yeah. And so let's say, should we put the players on the board? Yeah, yeah, Right, we put the players on the board. Now, before we do that, it's probably best to visualise this with, with more than just magnets, what we're talking about. So uh, we're going to put up a picture on the screen now, uh, and you can see in this one, Trent Alexander-Arnold tucks inside, and you can see that midfield four that we've been talking about, with Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, inside with Fabinho, and then Henderson pushing up, and it, it, in this instance, actually, it's Gakpo coming back in, but you can see Henderson tucking inside. If we move on to the second screenshot, um, you can see the back three there where Robertson is, uh, Fabinho alongside Trent Alexander-Arnold, and Canate's positioning really wide as a, as, as a wide-flanked sort of three at the back. Um, so we'll come back onto it now, having shown you that Liverpool did this, if you didn't believe us. Uh, we've put Arsenal on the board. This week, Arsenal are green, Liverpool are red. For anybody who had a go at me last week, Josh, I'm talking to you. Tom, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. That comment as well. Uh, forget your name. Apologies. So as you can see here, what we've done is we've put the greens as Arsenal. We've put a three at the back. We've put them with the box midfield. Zinchenko's uh, sat inside alongside Thomas Party. We've got Odegaard uh, alongside Granit Xhaka. And then we've got their three forwards, the, obviously the three centre-halves and the goalkeeper at the back now one of the things that i wanted you to explain if possible is why when they track man to man mo salah's got so much space yeah well i think it's obviously defending usually we expected kind of them to defend out of a 4-3-3 uh, despite kind of op- operating in this weird 3-2-5 system really when they've got the ball so if they did that zinchenko would be the player who should have picked up salah down here and maybe that would have resulted in Salah having a bit more success in terms of his 1v1 duels. But Zinchenko instead picked up Henderson in here. And although that made sense in terms of a man-to-man thing, maybe Zinchenko was going to be able to deal with Henderson defensively better because he's not Mo Salah. But because he, because he did that, 
Arsenal's left back is going away from the left side of the pitch. He's going towards the middle. Gabriel shuffling over. You've and he's not going to want to go too far if Mo dro- drops back, is he? Who? He's not going to follow him no, all no, no, the way out no. here, is he? No, I mean, he did his best. And to be fair, he, he, he did have a strong game. And there was, there was the odd moment where Salah did pick up the ball around here. Gabriel just went right through him. Um, and he did, he did have a good performance. To be honest, I, I thought Salah would get the better of him for more than he did. I don't. I think Gabriel's a good solid defender. But I think he's got the odd little error in him, I think, based on this season. Um, but he played really well. But as a result of like Zinchenko going in with Henderson and Trent coming in this way, Martin and he did stay out here, to be fair to him. Um, but it just opened up so many passing lanes for Salah. Ended up touching the ball so often. Uh, I think his, his average for the season, sorry, his average for his Liverpool career in the Premier League touches is about 43, I think, mm-hmm. on a pay 90 basis. His best for the season... I think it was maybe 53. Up until this game, he posted 67. So it's a, so it's a marked a real increase. Jump, yeah. You're looking maybe 10, 15, 20%, somewhere in that range, aren't yeah. you? With an increase in touches on his best. Yeah. Never mind uh, on his worst. You're probably looking at closer to 50% on an average game there. Um, and one of the things here is we don't often talk about man-to-man marking. It's Leeds with a sort of under Bielsa were one of the teams that went man-to-man and it, it, it tires players out, doesn't it? It's yeah. difficult to do. Most teams defend only. Why do you think Arteta wants to defend in this man-v-man way? Well, I will say that I think Leeds were kind of an exception in the sense that like, it was genuinely man-to-man everywhere and no matter where the players moved, they one would, they would stick it. them. Yeah, it, you, you would follow them. Whereas Arsenal are man-to-man but it's a bit, it's a bit more flexible based on like where the ball is on the pitch and things like that. So if, the, if Liverpool, if Allison's first pass is out here, Saka will probably sh- sh- shuffle over to pick up like th- this man, and it, it'll come across like this type of thing. So it's, it, it is man to man, more man to man than Liverpool with a bit more like you know covering zones and spaces and things like that. But it's it's more flexible. It does allow Arsenal to remain like. You know, it's not daft. They're not like opening up massive spaces where Liverpool can just walk right through them, except for obviously the space Salah benefited from out here. And you've just got to think if, if Liverpool, I don't know if Liverpool are going to keep this. That's one question for Klopp, really. If, you know, it's just going to be something that we see moving forward. But if it is, Salah's not going to face a, a centre back or a, or a left back or whatever as good as Gabriel every week. No. So we should get a lot of joy out here, just like Saka tends to, Martinelli, Grealish, Mares. Those are four players there really that have all had really good seasons. Um and a lot of it stemmed from Arteta and Guardiola presenting them with like constant one v ones because of this box midfield and, and the attraction that it that it brings players in. Absolutely. One of the things I wanna wanna move on to then is first of all, we've got to think about let's say hit for now that Klopp's decided that he's gonna run with this and he might tinker with this between now and the end of the season, he's starting next season with this as the, the main sort of formation, as an example. Right, we're going to run with it. I'm not suggesting for a second that this is what Klopp's going to do, but if he was to do that, does it suit Andrew Robertson? I would say no. Um, to be honest, he reminds me a little bit of Kyle Walker and his nature in terms of just being an absolute marathon man up and down the, up and down the flanks. And Guardiola actually said recently, because Walker's not been playing, Guardiola come out and basically said he can't play the role. He can't play the position. We need certain movements. It's more suited to someone like John Stones. Uh, and that's why Walker's out the team. And I think if Liverpool had someone like a Gradiol, for example, or a Nathan Naki even, 
who can play as a left back and can play as a centre half. I don't think Robertson. I don't know if Robertson necessarily be out of the team because he is a key pillar of this Liverpool side, isn't he? But I don't think he's overly suited to tucking inside and playing as a situational centre half. He's a lot more of like a attack and fullback, isn't he? We yeah, know what yeah. Robertson's like. So um, and this is why Arsenal play Ben White at right back. Yeah. Because we know that when Zinchenko goes into the centre, Ben White tucks inside and he's a centre half who can deal well with the with the outside space. It's why it kind of suits Canate. He's got the pace. Would we do it with Joel Matip in this position? I think we could. Joe Gomez would be a good fit. Joe Gomez would be, but it doesn't help us with the problem of the left side, does it? No. So you're asking basically, you're probably looking at, in the best case scenario, to fit Joe Gomez into the side. You play Joe Gomez, you play Ebo, you play Virgil van Dijk, and you don't want Virgil van Dijk over there. You want Virgil over here. So yeah. we, we need that sort of steady left centre half who's willing to go out there and do that job if we were to go and do it. Who else do you think could benefit from this? Because I'm looking at these these number eight positions now. Mm. I mean, certainly Fabinho will benefit from having someone inside with him. Yeah. I think that's obvious. But in terms of lads in the squad, maybe lads who didn't actually feature in the game. Obviously, we used Kurt Jones and I think he did well because we saw him in the final third because yeah. of this. Yeah. Does it suit Jordan Henderson to play this role? I wouldn't overly say so, no. He, again, if we're using Arsenal examples or City examples, he would remind me of Granit Xhaka a little bit. Xhaka's done it to a high level this season, to be fair, so he's done it quite well. But you wouldn't associate Granit Xhaka with posing a threat in the final third. And that's the same with Henderson for me. Henderson's better when he's covering. He's better when he's a box-to-box number eight, but primarily in the middle third. The reason this this box midfield allows these two players to, to push on is because you've got the two sitters. So the expectation is for Curtis Jones to pick up the ball around the penalty box. Henderson Which he did, and we scored the from. The box. Yeah, but Henderson, he just doesn't pose too much of a threat. He's not particularly creative. He's not the most technical in, in terms of tight spaces. But one player who could play that role is Harvey, Harvey Elliott. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think he's well suited to that. And again, using Arsenal examples, I've said a few weeks back, haven't I? Elliot reminds me a lot of Odegaard. That's the role Odegaard plays. He pushes on as almost like a 10 for Arsenal when Arsenal have possession, creating the final third. I think this season he's got something like seven goals, 10 assists, or 10 goals, seven assists, one or the other. Um, but he's right up there in terms of like contributions in the league. And I think overall, this kind of shape would would benefit more Liverpool players than, than negatives. There's a few suffer like Robertson, for example. I'm sure we're going to touch on more now. But overall, I think Jones would benefit. Elliot would benefit. Um, Salah obviously benefits. Fabinho would benefit not only from the man next to him, but just from the, the box four in the middle. You know, you've got more players around Fabinho there. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Trends are curious, don't you think Trump benefits? I think Trent could benefit, yeah. certainly. Um, I think, well, for a start, he was outstanding against Arsenal. Mm. You know, and I think he had one of his better games over the last couple of months. But I, I don't know whether that was down to the new position or is he just had fire in his belly or he's just pissed off because of Granit Xhaka. Um, or it was a combination of all of those things. But certainly, you know, he's, that, and this is why I think it's difficult in this, in, in this particular game. Not everyone would have a man on him. And even yeah. with a man on him there, and all right, it's Granite Jacker in this instance, isn't it? Yeah. I think he's done very well with yeah. it against a fellow you would expect to be decent because obviously he's always sort of played a bit more of a deep line midfield there, so you'd expect him to throw a tackle in and all that type of stuff. Um, that that one-on-one battle, Trent Alexander-Arnold certainly won on the day. Um, and Jack is underrated as a player. I think he loses his head and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think he's he's proved this season why he's in that side. And you know, they're, they're at the top of the table for a reason. He's one of those reasons alongside the other front four. Yeah. Um, so Trent Alexander Arnold definitely, and it gives me it gives me something to hang my hat on about him playing in midfield because he literally played in midfield. Yeah. And so anyone who's out there talking about are we going to talk about Trent Alexander Arnold in midfield? Maybe this is the Trent Alexander Arnold midfield that we didn't see coming but the Klopp's had in his mind for a little while now. Yeah, well, if you think of players that generally tend to do this, there's, there's obviously not many of them, but players who have been inverted usually tend to be really technical players who are not necessarily Duracell bunnies up and down the sides. But you think of like Philip Lam, Yao Cancelo, players like that who are, who are really technical. Zinchenko as well. Someone yeah, yeah. was telling me last week, I forget who was telling me, I don't think it was you, that when Zinchenko left Arsenal, they asked one of the Man City players. It was me, yeah. It was you, yeah. yeah. About who's the most technical player yeah. in the side, and he said it was Zinchenko. He got asked who's the most technical player in the in the squad, technical in a Guardiola team, and he said Zinchenko. <laughs> Above like Bernardo Silva, Mares, Grealish. Yeah, that was Kyle Walker who said that. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. No, no, it's crazy. But I, I do think you, we saw bits of that at Anfield. I think uh, you know he is just a very, very technical player, and you can see why he did well for Guardiola. You can see why Arteta wanted him. And I think with Trent as well, one nice thing about this is obviously the Trent that we've come to know loves to pick up the ball around here and he will take so many risks there and a lot of the time he'll lose the ball. A lot of the times deliveries will go into the box and they'll come out. And one of our issues this season is we just haven't had like the safety net here mm. to sweep those balls up. Yeah. If he's going to occupy these spaces a bit more, maybe he can have a positive influence on Liverpool's game and possession. But without being that kind of killer ball merchant who's just doing it every five seconds, and maybe this season's version of Liverpool, it's hurt us a bit more than it's benefited us almost. Another player as well who we haven't touched on who probably could play like a weird sort of role in this in this system if needed is Milner. Mm. Obviously Milner, experience all over the park, but he's played as a left back for Liverpool and as a right back for Liverpool. Obviously we know he's an eight, so I could see Milner playing quite a role in this team. 
outside Trent, so Trent needs a rest. Obviously, he can't really become a starter, can he? But I think Milner's well suited to it, weirdly. I, I don't, to be don't honest. You know? No, just because of his age and stuff like, you know what I mean? It, yeah, but I'm, I'm talking stylistically, though. Stylistically, yeah. If you give, give me Milner five years ago, six years ago, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't feel like... Well, he wouldn't be an upgrade on Trent in, in terms of passion, to no, be honest no, no. with you. He's a bit more safe nowadays, isn't he? Um, not that he's a bad player in any way, shape or form, but if that's one of the reasons we're doing it, is to get Trent on the ball and get him moving the ball forwards, I'm not sure he's that much better than Fabinho at it. Um, and Fabinho can move the ball forwards all right at times. Um, so I probably wouldn't plan this system around him. If it wasn't Trent Alexander-Arnold, I'd probably feel more comfortable. Who would I feel more comfortable with? It could only be Milner. I don't. I don't see any other player for Liverpool who could play as a fullback and move into midfield. I can't think of anyone. Is there another position that you could do it with, though? That's what I'm thinking. As in, as in, like if I if I if I was picking two players to play in these positions, forgetting you've got to move a fella from right back, mm. right? I'm picking Thiago and Trent Alexander Arnold as my two. So is right. there a way where you can get somebody else? into this position do you um, know what I mean not really no <laughs> so like right we, we take it back and I don't know whether this works right okay but that's your 4-3-3 that's your 4-3-3 okay do you start with the three at the back you start with Thiago there you start with Trent there you don't you don't start in a four three three. I don't think you can do it if you start in a four three three. Well, that's kind of what I'm, that, that's kind of the issue, though, isn't it? Like if you if you're starting like that, that's your go to system with and without the ball. That's quite a bold, you know, full on Cruyff Guardiola system. That and I think Liverpool have the players potentially to do it in moments and that, but I don't think we have the control over the ball to do that. Guardiola City are, are so slow and so controlling. That they can play chess almost. Liverpool are a bit more basketball, aren't they? You'd have to have you'd have to have that as Robertson and he'd have to move there and Hendo would have to come back. Mm. That's the only way that I can see that you could do it. Yeah. And then you'd end up with a four two three one instead of a four three three. Yeah. I don't think you can do it with four three three. But Thiago, without doing that, I don't think this system suits him. I don't yeah, think you well, can get him into this system without doing something a bit more nuts like that. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I think I think he, it, it's a tricky one because his, his number eight role, the left-sided number eight role, has typically been, and we've touched on this previous weeks, like a controller, hasn't he? And he, and he tends to tuck in deeper alongside Fabinho as, as the six, and maybe this right-sided number eight would go higher. But in this system, the, right side, the left-sided number eight and the right-sided number eight are expected to do that. Thiago for me is is the ultimate middle third player. So to put him in the final third and expect him to do bits up here. I'm sure he could, good player and that, but I would just prefer him back here. So the only way in which you could do that really with Trent doing this is if he starts as Liverpool's yeah. lone six, yeah, without without Fabinho in the team. And I think he's he's got those qualities on the ball, but without the ball, to have Thiago as your six on his own at times would be a concern. I think he's a good tackler and I think he can yeah, do he everything is, yeah. apart apart from 
is physically not up to it. And I think that's something that Jürgen brought into this side is that he loved Fabinho for his height as much as anything else. You know, being that destroyer, but being that tall guy in the middle of the park. Because you think about it on a footy field, and this always has baffled me, Josh. Like, what's the what's the real difference when someone's clearing the ball and having a six foot four lad versus a five foot ten lad on a hundred yard pitch or whatever? But it does make a difference. Yeah, like the tall lads do get the ball more often, and it would just go over Thiago's head. Now I don't know why that is, because it's that much in a huge pitch. But it always seems to be the case. So I agree with you there. I think Thiago, in terms of in in possession, absolutely perfect. I wouldn't rule him out much like you playing in this spot here, because he's got those feet. You know, we saw it against Arsenal at the weekend when he comes on and he's he's here and he does that weird little flicky flacky flick thing that he that he does that he's probably patented or nicked <laughs> off Ronaldinho. I'm not sure which. And and he gets somebody straight in. Was it 10? He passed it to, I can't remember. So he's technically a, a, available to do that. But does he, he can does he control the game? There, that's, that's my question, Mark, and I don't think he does. Yeah, he, he can definitely do it. I, th- I think he's he's proven that he's he's ridiculous enough, especially on the technical side, to, to, to play in those tight spaces. There's no problem with that. For me, it's just more... He's, he, he's a master at, for a start, of helping with your build-up. Yeah. And if you've got him up here... There's your build up there. So you're keeping him away from, from that, which he's very good at. And in terms of controlling the game, again, that's probably these two lads. Again, he's away from that. So I think he could play there. There's no issues with that. It's just, are you getting the best version of Thiago mm-hmm. within this 3-2-5? I don't know. I mean, 3-2-5, there's no way you'd have Thiago in the five. It's just No, he's, he's just a, right. He's, he's, he's in the two. Yeah, he's in the two. So. But that what a fearsome two, Thiago <laughs> and Santos Alexander Arnold. Because yeah, there's two lads who just go, now nah, we're playing that way, we're playing that way, we're moving over there, we're moving over there, quick pace, great passing, yeah. the abilities there. If you can get him into the side, and maybe you're right, maybe it is just a, a straight up. Thiago starts there, Trent moves across, they move into a thing, you've got your box midfield, you've got Harvey Elliott, you've got Kurt Jones or a replacement or something like that. He plays those little balls in, he's charged with doing that, he's charged with doing that a little bit more. And then Kurt Jones runs in or somebody runs in and starts playing little one-on-ones or, or, or whatever there. That works, but that is just almost copying Arsenal. That's kind of what we're doing, really. But that, exactly, but that's copying Arsenal. Josh, what's the fucking next thing? I don't know. Because if you're seconds, you know where. Yeah. And these well, lads have got another it. season. Well, yeah, we, these lads have got another season on us or two seasons or whatever it is. Guardiola's been tinkering last season. I think it was a lot of that 4-4-2, wasn't it? Which turned into a mad 44 or a 4-6, however you want to look at it. Mm. This season, Arteta's gone this way. Guardiola's gone this way. Klopp's come to it right at the end of the season. You know, yes, we can steal a march, but... Well, I'm what's t- the next thing? What's the what's the formation that kills this? Yeah, well, I, I'm not too sure, but I don't like the idea of 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 us kind of being a bit late to this to pick it no up. Same. To be honest, it's not a it's not a good thing. And to be honest, I think I don't want to start these daft conspiracy theories and that, but I think this is more Linders than Klopp. If I'm honest, I think Linders is that type of coach to to come up with more expansive experimental systems. I think he's a massive fan of Guardiola, obviously, and he's, he, he knows Arteta and things like that. So I wouldn't be surprised that this has kind of stemmed from Linders and, and Klopp has, has agreed and gone with it type thing. Um, but the fact we are third to this behind Arsenal and City, I suppose, offers an insight into our drop this season, doesn't it, really? Because we, we were previously innovators in a way, in the way we were doing things. But now we've got to a point where we're almost looking for inspiration from 
the sides above us. And that's not a good position to be in, is it? You know, no. in terms of like, you think of it in the most basic terms. A few years ago, when 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 you know teams started playing out from the back, we weren't the first, but we weren't the last either. You know, Manchester United were probably the last, and that was probably because of David De Gea holding them back a little bit more. Still doing it now. Yeah, yeah, still doing it now. <laughs> um, and like they've never really caught up. Yeah, after you know what I mean, and and you, you can see that really inside. It's like lads who use data in football. You know, Liverpool obviously one of the top teams for doing that. Manchester United started ten years too late. Yeah. Are they, I know they're ahead of us now, but have they caught up in that department quite so well, or is he just picking players that have played with him at another football club and he knows they're good? Like, what is it really? It's not the data that's led yeah. them to Anthony, is it? You know, it's the manager. Yeah. Um, so. I think I think this this does just kind of capture though, like we did the uh, Klopp's tactical timeline, didn't we, a few a few weeks ago or whatever. And I think this just kind of sums up how Liverpool are still just very much a work in progress. Essentially, very up in the air. We've used four four two, four diamond two. This is a three two five, four three three for lots of the season. Sometimes it's been a high line. Sometimes it's been a little bit deeper. We've used so many different systems. So many different formations to get the most out of these players. And in terms of next season and how you maybe plan for a summer, one of the reasons Liverpool were so successful in, in so many windows under Edwards, for example, I think, is just because we had a clearly defined system. You, need, you know the profile of your player? Exactly. And you can pick out, you know, OK, look at the 4-3-3, right, which, which, which area of the 4 3 is the weakest, upgrade that, upgrade that. And you add Alisson, you add Van Dijk, then you add Fabinho, and you just get better. Whereas at the minute, Liverpool obviously planning for like the biggest summer of Klopp's career probably, and we have no real clue what the fixed formation is going to be next season. It probably will be four three three, but you just don't know, really. And that and that leads us on to the next show uh, nicely. Actually, I mean, we're going to do that on Redmen Plus. So if you want to get involved, use the code Deep for fifty percent off for the first three months. Kind of as a club captain, um, we'll be doing another show. We're going to look at Liverpool's squad in depth and detail. Uh, we're going to look at the contract expiry, the age of the players. We're going to look at the positions of the players and see if we can garner any insight from what we've done right here, scaling that over the squad. And seeing if we can spot any clues as to what formation we might be buying for and what positions we need most of all. And I'm not just, I know, I know, midfielders, I know, I know. Anybody can say that, but we're going to take a proper analytical look at it. So if you enjoy this show and you like what we've been doing on the deep dive, come over to Redman Plus. We used to go deep and we'll see you over there. Thank you very much, Josh. No worries, mate. See you next time. Tra. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.